1: Hey, this is Matt from Wayland. Is it just me or do all Kevins have small wieners? Well, maybe it's just the ones that bowl. Anyway, here
0: he is, Eric Zane. Thank
1: you, Matt. Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show Monday through Friday where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the uh, of the week of those days, that was all weird. I uh, hope it's going well for you. This is the twenty eighth of September, twenty twenty one. The show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh so I received something, a piece of mail yesterday, and uh, I was I was shocked. I owe some money apparently on that trip from uh, right here in beautiful West Michigan down to Tennessee. A couple of, uh, I guess a month and a half ago, I guess it was. And then uh, up to New York city and then back here to Michigan. I traveled across the great state of Pennsylvania And all 300 and... How many miles is the Pennsylvania Turnpike? I don't know. I think it's like 360 miles. The way they have it set up now... You know, they got the uh, toll booths. Which is something that we don't have in Michigan. Maybe we should. Honestly, uh, it seems like every other year there's a discussion where I live, about the state of the roads in Michigan. Uh, It's so bad that as you drive uh, through Michigan and then you then exit Michigan, the southern border of it, you go from uh, bombed-out roads, like the uh, last road out of Kabul, into, like, pristine roads, whatever state you're entering. I, I guess it would be Indiana or, or Ohio. I think those are the only two that you can enter and do off of the uh, southern border of Michigan. Unless my geography is failing me. Maybe we should do it like Pennsylvania. I've discovered upon doing a little bit of research that the most expensive toll road in the United States is the Pennsylvania Turnpike. All 360.9 miles of it. If you're on it, you're paying out of your asshole. Especially more if you're driving a larger vehicle. Like, you know, a 32-foot camper... With a car dolly behind it, towing a car. Now, I've made this trip before. I don't recall this. I, maybe they kind of like, uh, as, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember this at all because in the past you would just kind of go to the toll booth There's some pissed off lady there or a dude, and then you, you give them all your fucking money and then you're gone. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, because it's uh, every handful of miles or, or 100 miles or so, then you give them more. I don't know how it works. But I, I don't recall this, this amount of money flying out of me from driving on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. But the way they do it now is they don't have anybody there in the toll booth. So you just drive right through and there's a camera that snapshots your uh, license plate. And then in uh, a month or so, you get a bill. Like this one. $282.20 for your old pal Eric and the queen of the forest to travel on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The entire length of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I said, well, this is a mistake. There's no way that this is true. So I did a little research. For just a car going across the length of it, it's hundred and twelve dollars. So I, I, I guess it's by weight or axle or, or I, I have no idea how how it actually works. But uh, okay, for that amount of money, how is it that the roads aren't paved with gold? My God, the amount of cash that the uh, that the roads generate. Why don't we do this? In Michigan. Yeah, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I, I hate paying that much money, but at the end of the day, uh, shit, you want to drive, you got to pay, and you're going to pay for it one way or another. But if you're sitting there in a stupid state like Michigan where, you know, uh, 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 nine months out of the year, you're pouring salt on the road, it seems like, to uh, eliminate the ice, it isn't quite that bad. I'm exaggerating for, the, for this bit. Uh, you know, in Michigan, basically, you know, the they, they, they'll they go and they'll uh, redo all the roads and then six months later, they have to do them all again because the salt, the ice, the travel has destroyed the roads. Worst roads in America here. Every election cycle, if you want to be elected in Michigan, this is all you do. When it gets time for the election, you just uh, emerge and then you say, Hello, I'm so and so. I'm gonna fix the roads. And they go, Oh, thank God, we got the, the savior is here. This person is gonna fix the roads. It's so great. And then that's all you have to do. Doesn't matter anything else. Doesn't matter if you're a man, doesn't matter if you're a woman, doesn't matter if uh, you're you're mentally impaired, doesn't matter if you're a communist, doesn't matter if you've pledged allegiance to the to the clan. All you have to do is say we're going to fix the roads and everybody's going to go, fuck this. And I'm I'm voting for this one. That's how Whitmer got elected. She said, we're going to fix the damn roads. And she even said it with that kind of like that snarky attitude. We're going to fix the damn roads here. Fix the damn roads. And then... uh, the guy she was running against—I forget the dude's name—is some dude who goes, "Yeah, well, she's gonna charge you up the asshole to fix that." And she goes, "I am not. You're crazy. Shut the fuck up. You know what you're talking about, asshole." And then, as soon as she got in office, she says, "Okay, I am imposing a gas tax. I, 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 I am proposing a gas tax." It didn't. It didn't go through. It did. It, it. It died before it even got started. She never said, "Oh yeah, what what's it got?" Well, I. I uh, Fifteen dollars a gallon gas tax to pay for the damn. Wait, wait, you said you were gonna fix it. Yeah, I know, I said I was gonna fix the damn roads, but you're gonna pay for it. And you're, and, oh no, oh fuck, oh shit. After that, she's like, man, I hope something terrible like a pandemic happens so that I can, uh, I, so that I, I can get everybody off of how shitty the roads are. You don't need the roads anymore. Y'all have to stay home. Oh no, fuck. Oh, there's somebody plotting to kill, kidnap me. Shit, fuck. Ah. To a toll system. And then everything's taken care of, man. Because you got... uh, Hell, in Michigan, tourism is massive. You get all these idiots coming in from uh, other states, visiting your great state, and... uh, Yes. Toll road them to death. I drove through the state of Pennsylvania. I now have to pay $282.20 of money I earned from podcasting. To the uh, great state of Pennsylvania. Who? Fuck. I had no idea it was that expensive. My God. No wonder why the roads are in such great shape there. Man. Well, welcome. To each and every one of you. Uh, Hope you're all doing great. Uh, I'm glad I'm reminded of this because Kenny writes, tolls and zipper merges are the way of the future, and I'm so glad you brought that up because yesterday I'm traveling on this one stretch of road right in the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's called 131, and for the longest time, there has been one uh, bit of the road tore up uh, as you approach downtown. It goes from like three lanes down to two, and that is enough to cause absolute chaos and panic. In fact, on the segment a few weeks ago, Let's Kill with Kyle from Dumpster Divers, he talked about that uh, whole zipper merge thing, how everybody, uh, uh, he hates the zipper merge. And, uh, and 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 so, you know, you have huge backups because everybody gets over. And uh, your old pal Eric Zane was in his old beat-up pickup truck and this is the ideal vehicle to pull off the zipper merge appropriately. And uh, so it's all, it's, it's all I want to do is go to see my daughter and uh, and Jackie. She's on the northwest side of town. And I go, ah, fuck this. I had just gotten off work from limo. And I, I'm, I'm driving uh, to, to go see Jackie. And I hit this stretch of road. Okay. And I go, you know, I'm going to do this exactly like the Michigan Department of Transportation wants me to. And, uh, so a couple people, me and a couple dudes in front of me get over into the far left lane and we start, we start driving. Well, all right. So far, so good. No one's doing the vigilante move. Not a one. The vigilante move is when these assholes that are in the lane that's not closing decide to kick their vehicle over to block the law abiding citizens like your old pal, Eric Zane, and the other two motorists are in front of them. Problem is. The motorists in front of me um, uh, are are bailing a little early. And they're not doing it right. If you're going to bail early, if you're going to merge, you need to do the old Eric Zane patented sneak up maneuver where you slow down to the rate of speed to the lane uh, that is to your right. And then you just wait for somebody to kind of get a little dozy and asleep at the wheel. And then a space emerges. Daisy comes in here, opens up the door behind me. Looks like a ghost just walked in the room. Hi, Daisy. There you go. Um, But they're not doing it right. They're almost like coming to a stop and then they like turn on their blinker and they're patiently looking for the uh, spot to pull in. It's like, come on, come on. Go all the way to the end. Don't bail early. Go all the way to the end. They get over. I still have... Uh, a quarter or a half mile somewhere in between there until I can get to the actual end you know where the arrow is pointing get over that's when you merge what do I do this is what you're supposed to do because I look ahead and I see this white car is kind of like thinking oh I better be a vigilante and get my ass out there to prevent this fucking asshole from, from, from doing that I gun it 350 cubic inches and I get, I, I kind of uh, uh, get to the right side of the far left lane so that I'm close to the traffic that is all bunched up there. And what this does is it gives the illusion that you're crazy. And they see gigantic uh, 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 Chevy pickup roaring at them up the left lane they're like fuck this guy's a lunatic he's probably got uh, truck nuts he's probably uh, uh an anti-vaxxer voted for trump he's a dumb shit uh well, i better just get out of the way and this dude actually did he pulled back in because he saw me coming so i'm just hitting it get out of the way motherfuckers now, if anybody pops out it's their fault i'm gonna smash into them cause a huge, and i don't give a fuck I get all the way to the end of that. As I'm approaching the arrow, I kind of I back off, get get out of the gas a little bit, and I kind of uh, 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 come to a, 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 a gradual rolling speed of the ones to the right, and then zip right over just in front of some idiot Nakia, and boom, off I go. That is how you merge. That is so fantastic. Uh, Jason says it was probably really satisfying to see that guy get out of your way. Well, yeah, it, it sure was. And, uh, and that, that is my advice to you. Uh, when you are, are the one that has to merge in the zip, get in the gas, go faster, drive more radically. You will have more success. Uh, Jason Schaefer Just finished up his uh, first day of limo driving. He went to buscareers.com. He looks like he took a um, tennis team from Rockford to Hudsonville and back. He says the paperwork is a little confusing. Well, it helps if you learn how to read. Another trip today Kentwood to Holland. Good for you Jason, I'm glad you're there. All right. So yeah, I got to uh, send a big fat check for that amount of money. I did not see that coming. I had no idea. It was that uh it was that elaborate. I I just don't recall that happening on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Um Show is going to be happening. The live stream of the show is going to be happening on Twitch in the coming weeks. So if you enjoy the show on um, Twitter or YouTube or Facebook, you'll be able to see the replays on there. But if you want it live as it happens, before too long, the only place to get this show will be on Twitch. I am moving it all over to there, twitch.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, you probably have a million questions. How does it work? What do I do? How do I sign up? Uh, This is all I know. And I I discussed this yesterday. I am on a need-to-know basis. All I need to know is that right now, you have to go to twitch.com slash Eric Zane and follow the page. Now, when we are up and running, when the show is up and running, the live stream, which is video, audio, live, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, it's free just like on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, when I'm not banned on Facebook. However, Twitch slash Amazon is going to make some money off of this show. Yes, they are. So, at one point during the show, you will see a big ad for, I don't know, uh, Chevy trucks show up. It won't be uh, uh, very. It won't be finessed onto there. It'll be like I'm in the middle of a discussion, announcing that I'm gay, or that my wife is becoming a man, or something like that. It'll be at a key point, uh, no doubt, and then it'll just show up and wreck your day. There is no getting around that. No, nope, I take it back. Yes, there is. You can get it ad-free by signing up with Amazon Prime. Like, if you have Amazon Prime, um, you don't have to worry about that. Well, how do I do it? How do I sign up with my... I don't know. I do not know that yet. I haven't been told that yet. But you can. Corey says, there is a way to pick where your ads will be, which I didn't know that. See, you guys know more about this than I do. So if you sign up with Amazon Prime, no ads. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you still don't want ads. You're going to pay a few bucks, and you can get the whole thing with no ads. So there's that. Sign up, twitch.com slash Eric Zane. Apparently, we are up to 56 followers before we've even launched. That's excellent. Corey says, I can link you to a video showing how. Yes, we will definitely do that. Keep me informed, Corey. All right. Kind of a weird thing. Um, I'm walking around the gym yesterday. Getting my uh, feeble workout in, and uh, this is really terrible. I uh, this young lady comes walking by. Hold on a second. O'Neill is actually looking at me and crying. What? What is it? He has to take a dump. There is no way he doesn't. He never sits here and cries. Okay, hang on a second here. Okay, buddy. Okay, Mom's coming. You all right? Hello? Yeah, I think oneill has got to take a dump. He is looking at me and crying. Yeah, he's got to go. Can you come up here and get him, please? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Oh, my God. Hey, buddy, come here. Okay. All right. Just hold on to it. Hold on to it. She's, she's going to be up here in just a second. Oh my God. I was like, what the hell is going on? I thought he was, I thought he was dying. Okay. Yeah. Here comes the, the whole gang's coming. They, no, seriously. Bruce wants to come to just, would you do me that favor, please? Wait, no, 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 no. Hey, hold on. Hold up. Just put him on a leash. Just, you know, he's going to, and then Daisy too. Then close this door. I know, but still, I, I'm a creature of habit. Very neurotic. Okay, Daisy, you'll stay. All right, see you around. Holy shit. Fucking madhouse. Hang on, now I'm sweating. You See, that's all it takes. Uh, yesterday at the gym, uh, I said, you know, uh, I really need to start actually doing weightlifting. Like lifting weights. And uh, I, I, I've noticed that um, uh, my actual muscles are so um, out of shape that they're soft. Like soft muscles. What what had been uh, uh, firm and taut just a handful of years ago have now just become a an absolute pile of pudding. And it's really, really bothering me. So I was like, okay, today's the day. I'm starting today. Uh, and so I uh, I I went over to the to the bench press. And before I do that, this young lady, I have I didn't get a good look at her because I avert my gaze. I mean it's bad. I look the other way dramatically. I like a change where I'm walking because uh, sometimes women dress in these ridiculous outfits that are extremely awkward. And sh- this woman, uh, I would guess she's 22 maybe. And she has the a pair of, uh, uh, I guess, leggings on. And you can see her ass. And it's so ridiculously tight. It, she, it would be less noticeable if she was walking around with no pants. And I'm like, okay now. And she, uh, I mean, she's not fat in any way. She has, uh, the body of like a, uh, an Olympic gymnast. And I only know that because she walked in front of me. I was like, oh my God. And I'm telling you, this is part of that whole thing about how I think young women are disgusting. It's it's the worst. And then, so she also has like a a uh, like a sports bra on, and and that's it. I mean, she is showing so much skin, and I'm like, you know, no offense, but dudes don't do this. Dudes might uh, wear uh, a t-shirt and shorts or something like that, but there are no guys at the gym uh wearing a pair of nut huggers and and uh and, and like a a teeny tiny top it's hideous to me and it's like well and, and then the ladies will say yeah well it gets comfortable bullshit that's comfortable how can it be comfortable knowing that all the creepy idiot disgusting guys in here are looking at you and thinking terrible thoughts not me um but so, yeah, sure, it might feel okay, I guess. But, I mean, I mean, who it, what, does it feel okay to work out nude? Because that's what it appears you're doing. My God. Horrible. I, I go up to the bench, and the bar weighs 45 pounds. I put a 10-pound plate on each side. So we're at a total of 65 pounds. It is so embarrassing to be benching 65 pounds. A lot of people there use 65 pound dumbbells, one in each arm. And there I am with 65 pounds. So I did that like 10 times. Then I went up to 70. I put a two and a half pound plate on each side and did it eight times. See where I'm going with this? And then uh, up to 75 pounds six times. And this goes, uh, weight going up, reps go down 10, eight, six, four, two. I think on my two, I was uh, maybe 85. Yeah, I think it was 85 pounds. I did it twice. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm not struggling to do that. I mean, I can get it done. There's actually method to the madness. It was no problem. In fact, I probably could have done that like 10 times. But I, I did 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. And then I did another set of 2. And then I went up the pyramid. 4, 6, 8, 10. Decreasing my weight. So I did like uh, uh, like uh, 10 sets of that light weight. I am so damn sore right now. It feels like I got shot in the chest. Oh, this is last night. Usually the next, uh, the second day after is when it's the worst. Oh, but it's really bad because like I said, my muscle tone is so off right now. My gut sticks out further than my chest. It's, I, I have a fupa. It's just Horrible. Absolute worst. Really, really embarrassing. I want you to email the show, eric at ericsaintshow.com. I have Dear Meathead tomorrow, and I want you to email a question. Email me on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Shoreliner Striping, that is a company that does exactly that. They stripe. They stripe parking lots. They, they The nice, bright, crisp yellow lines. Uh, the, all that stuff you need uh, painted into your parking lot. They do that at shoreliner striping. They all, they will sweep it ahead of time. If you need uh, your parking lot swept, they do that. They will paint your athletic field Shorelinersstriping.com. As I indicated, I'm on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitter brought to you by blue frost it at Eric Zane show on Twitter. Follow me there. YouTube. The video right now is happening. Subscribe to the channel bell notification thumbs up brought to you by my policy shop insurance which i know frank that uh john r reached out to you there you go thank you john r for reaching out to uh to the tank about getting insurance john says he's uninsurable i don't know what the hell that means he says that uh, you have your work cut out and then, of course, on Facebook, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Yes, follow me on Facebook, please. Uh, I won't be available there. I won't be posting for another couple of weeks. But it's still brought to you by Irvine's. After the most recent incident where they said, Shut up. We have had it with you. That move by them uh, shutting me down because I keep getting into fight with uh, fights with audience members and saying that I want to strangle them. Uh, that is what precipitated the move to Twitch, which I had actually been thinking about for some time, but that was the one that actually uh, put it into high gear. All right. R. Kelly. I believe I can go to prison for life. Have you? Okay. It is remarkable the things that this animal has been able to pull off and get away with for decades without any recourse. This is what happens when a psychopath gets a ton of money, can sing very well. Okay, start with that. Can sing very well. So psychopath sings very well. Everybody throws a ton of money at him. And then he starts to take advantage of people. And then he has a network of people that cover, I think there's a whole network of people that have covered this shit up for him there. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Whether or not we'll get to uh, more of that. I don't know, but this guy, just a network of people and manipulation. R Kelly is so prolific at sexually abusing young women. And I think in, in more than one case, uh, men. I think he uh, it, he didn't keep it just to women. I think he actually occasionally would suck a dick or have a dude suck him off or something like that. I know it sounds horrible, but that's exactly what it was. Uh, it's uh, just prolific. I mean, uh, 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 Bill Cosby would look at R. Kelly and say, "That is that is a sick man right there still can't believe he's out of prison. Uh, who knows? Maybe this will turn for R. Kelly, but I don't think so. Uh, he is going to be in prison for a long, long time. He's been in jail since 2019. Awaiting this. This moment right here. Found guilty of everything. This is one of those cases where I think that the jury... You know the, the the judge says, "All right, uh, all the evidence has been heard. Uh, closing arguments have been made. Uh, jury, here's your instruction. Uh, go in there and uh, determine the fate of this uh, of this of this individual." And then all of the all the uh, jurors go into the closed uh, the the room there where they're going to be sequestered. They close the door. and They go, "All right, let's get this out of the way." Does anybody think he's innocent? And no hands go up. And they go, "All right, great." Uh, but we cannot turn around. And just say, you know, there's a jury foreman. We cannot just walk out of here after one minute and say he's how we all think he's guilty. Let's order some food. Let's get to know each other. Let's uh, do like the freeburn and Hot Wing show and go around the room and talk about boring shit. And then um, <laughs> we'll wait a day and a half. And then we will, uh, you know, do it. Announce his guilt trial's been going on in Brooklyn Federal Court on uh, one count of racketeering. You know, they they used, um, in order to get the information that they needed to um, uh, arrest him and now find him guilty, they used what they used to do to uh, uh, bust all the guys in the New York Mafia, the RICO Act, which is some type of uh, surveillance, I guess. Uh, Eight counts of violating the Man, M-A-N-N Act, a federal law addressing sex trafficking. Prosecutors accused Kelly of running an enterprise through which he exploited his star power time and time again to prey on underage girls, young women, and at least two dudes. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Getting into this story with you, this is one of the most horrific things you're going to hear. Eleven people testified Against R. Kelly. I take it back. Uh, Even more than that, 11, I think, were victims. Man, I thought it was like two days that that the jurors deliberated, but it says here it took just nine hours to reach their verdict. So basically it took one minute to reach the verdict, and then there was eight hours and 59 minutes of waiting in the room. He's scheduled to be sentenced May 4th. Well, why why would it why would you have to do that? I I, I just don't know anything on uh, uh, in the legal world, but I wish somebody would uh, give me an explanation as to uh, why now it takes so long to just say this guy is going to spend the rest of his life in prison. The uh, charges against Kelly came after a BuzzFeed news story in 2017 published an investigation. Uh, there was a journalist in Chicago by the name of Jim. D. D. revealing that parents had told cops that R. Kelly was allegedly holding their daughters against their will in a sex cult. There was a documentary that came out. You may have watched this in January, 2019 called surviving R. Kelly that further detailed this and those of multiple women who said Kelly had abused them once again, raising questions about how he had escaped accountability, and that's a great question: How did this happen? Where, um, and and uh, and I don't know if anybody even has an answer about how this how this happened, how it was he was able to go so long doing the things that he did for so long, and I think that that's what happened: You get drunk with power, nobody uh, nobody checks you, and you be you you keep upping the ante on your transgressions and your, your evil behavior, and that's you have money, drunk with power, doing whatever you want, and there's there's some details in this that I'm going to get to where it, it indicates that he feels like he was owed all of the uh, 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 child vagina that he got. I mean, he really believed that. That just sounds horrible, by the way. I wish I had never uttered child vagina, but that's what it was. During the trial, government laid out an expansive, detailed case to prove Kelly's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, bringing hundreds of pieces of evidence and 45 witnesses, 11 of whom were his victims. They testified at times through tears about how Kelly sexually, emotionally, physically, and verbally abused them. Uh, He was directly charged for crimes related to just six women, uh, including Aliyah, the late R&B singer Kelly married when she was 15. Uh, But the government used evidence that he abused uh, abused others to argue that the scope of Kelly's actions amounted to racketeering, federal charge. Um, In the uh, closing arguments, prosecution says it's now time for the defendant, Robert Kelly, to pay for his crimes. Convict him, said U.S. Attorney Elizabeth Geddes. This dates back to the early 1990s when the scumbag started doing this. Wow, many of the people that spoke at trial said that there was all sorts of rules that they would have to follow in his presence. This sounds really, really bizarre. I mean, the whole thing is bizarre. Anytime, I mean, my God, uh, an adult abusing, uh, in one case, a child as young as 13 years old—that's bizarre enough. Many of the people who spoke, the witnesses, were are obviously, obviously all adults now, could not leave a room without his permission, even for food or the bathroom. Their communications were tightly controlled, isolating them from their friends and families. They had to wear baggy clothes, like Billie Eilish, uh, hiding their bodies from all but Kelly, whom they were required to call daddy. They were not to interact or even make, it's like, this is like the Taliban. They were not allowed to interact or even make eye contact with any other men looking down or facing walls when in their presence. That's like me at the gym. When chick who's nude goes walking by, like looking straight up in the sky. I don't want to be pinned as the creepy old guy. I don't even want to see you get out of my face. Many of their stories were uh, mirrored in one another's testimony, breaking one of the rules meant punishment. Often spankings are being forced. This is all very, very rough, by the way. This is going to get worse. I'm detailing this right now, and it's horrible. So you're warned. Being forced to stay in a room for days. Numerous witnesses said Kelly made them have sex with him and his other girlfriends whenever he wanted, often filming the encounters and directing their every move. Condoms were never used. And Kelly, who's had herpes since 2000, infected the women. Uh, Both the victims and the employees who work for Kelly were forced to write collateral letters. Basically, he made them write crazy shit about themselves in order to stay being, I know it sounds crazy. Sex slaves are working for him. So basically, uh, our Kelly's like, yeah, so you want to be my producer? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think I'd really be great at it. Uh, I think I can help you make your music. Okay. Yeah. What are your qualifications? Well, I'm proficient in this, this, and this. I, uh, I've produced the likes of this artist, this artist, and this artist. Uh, I think I can really help you, uh, um, continue to further your brand. Mr. Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think this is awesome. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to hire you. I'll pay you this much a year. Oh, okay. This is uh, double what I was making. Well, you know, I'm R Kelly. I'm filthy rich. Uh, so this is great. Uh, all you have to do is write that, uh, you like to eat goat shit and then, uh, and then have sex, uh, with those goats after they shit on you. What? Yeah. That's my collateral uh, letter. If you, if you, if anything goes South, I'm going to take this letter and I'm going to publish it to your family. This really happened. I don't know about the goat shit part, but he would make them write embarrassing falsehoods about themselves. And then he'd keep it. And then uh, he would use them as blackmail in case it ever went to trials. This guy was so meticulous. He would make his victims and employees write horrible things about themselves. Now, first of all, what type of... uh, Brainwashing. I mean, this guy is very skilled at brainwashing. If he is convincing these people, I mean, you and I just talking about this, you'd be like, "Well, fuck, I'm not going to do this." What are you fucking crazy? You'd kick him in the fucking nuts, and that'd be the end of it. But he pulled it off. He's got a stack of letters from these crazy, from these of these crazy letters from people. Uh, Kelly. Uh, It's as though Kelly has been indicted multiple times since the late 1980s. He never faced criminal consequences in connection with sexual abuse. In addition to this year's federal trial in New York, he's also awaiting trial on federal and state charges in Illinois and facing charges in Minnesota. Those will happen. He was found not guilty of producing child sexual abuse images in 2008. He used to film film himself having sex with kids. Uh, There was one video that shows him having sex with a child and going pee-pee on the child. My God. The victim, who is uh, obviously in her late 20s now, uh, and her family did not testify during that trial jurors also were like wait a minute does this actually show the abuse of an underage girl i cannot believe that they would even do that that's what it says jurors questioned if that video actually showed the abuse of an underage girl well yes it did you could tell because you know she's 14 and having sex with a grown man who then goes pee pee on her fucking idiots Uh, Some other sexual misconduct allegations were swept under the rug with secret settlements. And as was an open secret for years, in 1994, 27-year-old Kelly married Aliyah when she was just 15. Now that is even more bizarre. First of all, she died when she was 22 in that plane crash. Uh, they had long since not been married, uh, but um, many of these details surfaced for the first time during this trial. Now, this is super horrible, what I'm about to get into. If it wasn't bad enough, this is even, it's its, it's going to get worse here. So you I'm warning you now, if you're triggered by this type of stuff, I don't want you to get, oh, God, what? I can't handle it. Just, there you go. One witness who testified that Kelly began abusing her when she was 14 or 15 and went on to be a backup singer for Aliyah and toured with Aliyah and R. Kelly. During that tour, this lady named Angela walked in on Kelly performing oral sex on Aliyah, who would have been 13 or 14 at the time. My God. When Aliyah was 15, she and Kelly were married a claim they both long denied, even though their marriage license was published in the media. Uh, he All he did was pay people off to get what he wanted. For years, little was known about the marriage, including why it had taken place. But Demetrius Smith, Kelly's former manager, testified under subpoena that Aliyah had a pregnancy scare. Kelly thought that marrying her would protect him from legal repercussions. So he says, okay, I'm going to marry her. And then if she, okay, because if she's pregnant and the world finds out how old she is, uh, I'm in trouble. So I'm going to marry her and I'm going to change her age. That was the plan. And it worked. Um, Kelly thought marrying her would protect him. Jane, a pseudonym for another victim, testified that Kelly said he married Aliyah so he could get an abortion without notifying her parents. Aliyah was not actually pregnant, though and their uh, marriage was annulled months later. In order to pull off the illegal marriage, Smith uh, admitted he bribed a welfare office employee at Kelly's Direction, paying paying the person 500 bucks for a fake ID, stating Nalia was 18. The minister who married them, Nathan Edmond, testified that he had not known either singer beforehand and officiated as a favor to a mutual friend. The ceremony lasted less than 10 minutes. Uh, this uh, like legit. The ceremony got done, and Kelly said, "All right, smell you later." And he went back out on tour. Days later, Kelly raped a 17-year-old girl in his dressing room after a show. A now adult woman testified. My God, multiple women said they uh, testified they had their first sexual that they had first. Pardon me, that they had first had sexual contact with the singer as teenagers, which Kelly said, according to one witness, that he should, quote, be allowed to do because I'm a genius. That's the type of warp brain you're dealing with here. I should be allowed to have sex with kids against their will because I'm a genius. I, you know, I'm curious as to how this is going to work out in prison. If he is allowed to mingle with the prison population, I'm curious as to how the dynamic will, he probably won't be because he is, uh, how popular he is. I mean, he's a famous dude for his own safety, they might keep him away from the rest of the prison population. But I'm, I'm curious as to how he'll be received because super famous guy. Some people might be like, Hey, and I love him. And let's be honest. Prison isn't exactly yeah. Uh, you, know, you, you get a mixed bag of people there. Some people might be like, man, I'm so proud of you for getting so much young pussy. You know, there might be some, they're like, Oh man, Holy shit. This is terrible. And they want to kill him. Shit. Listen to this one. Geronda met Kelly at his 2008 trial. So he was in that 08 trial that I was telling you about. Um, a young fan was kind of hanging around where the trial was going on. 14-year-old fan, and she's showing up. She doesn't believe that he's done anything wrong. She's like, I love our Kelly. I believe I can fly. Oh, my God. I love him so much. I don't believe any of this shit. One year later, when she was um, 15 or 16, those two began a sexual relationship. Apparently, R. Kelly was sitting there, you know, getting on trial back in 08, and he sees her. He's like, oh, man. She's just, she's my type. And they had a relationship for six months. According to testimony, uh, now, at this point, she's brainwashed. She's part of the, uh, the whole the whole thing, the whole, the whole deal with the guy now. One day, Geronda did not acknowledge R. Kelly quickly enough when he entered the room. He flew into a rage. She said, Kelly slapped her, choked her until she passed out, spat on her, and then forced her to, this is going to get horrible again, forced her to perform oral sex on him. She indicated in testimony that she wiped her face after he ejaculated on her with a T-shirt. Prosecut- she kept the T-shirt with his batch on it. Prosecutors showed at trial that the what was on the T-shirt matched his DNA. That was a smart move to keep the T-shirt. Another lady, Jane, uh, fake name, gave three days of disturbing testimony about her uh, uh, five-year relationship with Kelly, which began in 15 when she was just 17. In 2017, she said Kelly got her pregnant, and he made her get an abortion against her will because, quote, he, wait, because he, quote, still wanted to keep her body tight. Kelly would often beat her, she said, one time with a sneaker, And once punished her by making her film a video, this is probably the worst thing you're going to hear in this entire segment. In which she smeared herself with feces and he made her put it in her mouth. The video and others presented to the jury as evidence. So the jury sees this. Can you imagine being a juror here? You're like, oh my God, this is terrible. I cannot believe I have to see all this shit. Horrible testimony after horrible testimony. And then you have to watch a video of a young lady doing this. The video and others were presented to the jury in audio from one recording. A woman can be heard moaning and saying, I can't even read it. I I actually, it's, it's beyond terrible. I can't even, I can't even muster up the strength to say it. Threats were many of the many tools Kelly used to maintain a culture of silence, according to Mull. You know, hold on a second. Let me let me go back to this this uh, this, this audio. I'm just gonna truncate it. it uh, he would make her say, "It makes my pee wet to play in my shit, Daddy." What a kid is saying this, and you're a juror hearing all this. It's like, what? How can someone be this twisted and demented? What a distorted, defective brain on this soul. How did it only take nine hours to convict him? Threats were one of the many ways Kelly used to maintain a culture of silence, according to multiple witnesses. Sonia, a former radio intern, uh, shit, we did a lot of crazy shit to radio interns, testified she was locked in a recording studio for days and deprived of food and water before being drugged and sexually assaulted. Uh, said employees copied down information on her family and friends from her phone, made her sign two uh, non-disclosure agreements, and told her, quote, don't fuck with Mr. Kelly before she was allowed to leave. I, I'm i just, seriously, I'm shocked that this happened for this long. Uh, it, it's awful that the jury has to sit through this, all these poor victims having to talk. And, uh, and 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 relive all this stuff. All the people who took payouts, shame on you to keep this guy uh, uh, from being locked up. Despite all of this, a small but devoted contingent of R. Kelly superfans attended this trial. Many showing up nearly every day in a park outside the courthouse. They'd blast his music and write, free R. Kelly across the pavement and chalk. My god. During court proceedings, proceedings, uh fans would regularly interject to insult witnesses, accuse him of lying and mutter their support to the defense. Disputes between the supporters over limited seats were commonplace and one was arrested after fellow support. This is what you do, okay. For these people. You need to go and you need to recruit a uh, MAGA hat wearing, truck nuts dangling, don't tread on me flag, pickup truck guy. I finally have found something useful for this person. Get their attention somehow. Go to the small towns of America by where I live. Go to Allendale, go to Borkulo, go to Door and say, hey, you stupid hillbillies, do you want to go to the R. Kelly federal trial and kick the ass of R. Kelly fans? And uh, and they they will love that. Okay, most of them are probably black anyway, who are going to be showing their support. So these guys in the pickup trucks are going to want to kick their ass anyway. So we can kill two birds with one stone. We'll get the MAGA uh the MAGA hat wearing racists uh to kick their ass, and then they'll all get arrested. Problem solved. Wow. Reporters for R. Kelly said they were disappointed they would be pursuing an appeal, or I should say lawyers for R. Kelly, reporters. Reporters spoke to the lawyers. Um, The lawyer also, again, accused the victims of lying. In the prosecutor's rebuttal, assistant U.S. attorney criticized the defense's reliance on victim-blaming tactics, saying they had put the blame on everyone but R. Kelly himself. It's like we took a time machine and went back to a courthouse in the 1950s. What they're arguing is that all these women and girls were asking for it and they deserve what they got. Never mind that many of them were teenagers, too young to consent. My God. Now, I said that Bill Cosby would never see the light of day. Right now, Bill Cosby is plotting his comeback comedy special. Right now, OJ Simpson is on a golf course. Little food for thought there. Incredible. Really, really greaseball stuff right there. My God. I feel disgusting having to have talked about it. But it is the story going on. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Pray to the Saints. R. Kelly gets stabbed in prison right in the throat. What a warp. You know, you realize at one point he was probably a sweet child. What happened along the way to make him the monster that he is? Holy shit. Folks, my show is available on Patreon. I want you to sign up for it. No sponsors. It is powered by your dollars and cents and I am eternally grateful for that. I suggest if you're scrambling for something to listen to when this podcast is done and I I hey I know how hard it is to find a podcast that uh you know you can get every single day. It's tough to find one you really like. If you like my show, get more of me. I'm not even kidding. If you like the show, sign up It costs you literally pennies a day for what I give you. 15 hours a week on my Patreon. That is unheard of. No one puts out more stuff on Patreon than me. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Just try it out for a week. Hell, a day. Five bucks. That's going to get you one month of Patreon content. 60 or more hours for a month. I will not let you down. Plenty of content on there. The uh, daily Patreon bonus, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia that happens today when Dale plays. And then of course, the lost Zane recordings. That's my old uh, radio show. Six hours of that a week. The insane asylum where I play DJ on uh, Northern Michigan's Q100. And then the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. That's another hour and a half to two hours of show every single week. Oh my God. Five bucks a month for the uh, audio archive and anything new, it's all there, okay? If you like it, let it ride month to month or you can convert it to a yearly and I'll uh, give you 10% off. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I'm so excited about the Patreon. Actually, I've had a great month. We have had 14 subscribers and only one person quit because I get those little notes uh, that say, hey, you're doing great or hey, you suck shit. Uh, And Patreon is uh, the first... The first backbone of the Eric Zane Show podcast. It was the first thing that led me, believe, led me to believe that I can do this on my own. So, you know, you basically pay for the vet bills, keep the roof over the head, keep the lights on. It all goes back to the show. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open of this show and the live stream, the free podcast, this one is powered by sponsors. That's how we do it. Every single day I do this show, it's powered by sponsors. Please support them. It's the only way how we've been able to keep it going for three years, and I am so eternally grateful for that. It I did not see this coming. I thought I would have been selling motorhomes by now, but uh, here we are so far in and going strong. And I owe it to uh, you, the audience, for populating the podcast and the sponsors. First of all, don't forget, you can always download my audio podcast wherever you download audio podcasts. Just search Eric Zane Show or go to EricZaneShow.com. If you subscribe to the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review. Or maybe you subscribe on Spotify, whatever it may be, or CastBox, or Stitcher. I'm on all of them. Hell, subscribe to more than one. I really appreciate that. That actually helps me. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you need a mortgage, this is where you need to go. Whether you're doing a refi, whether it's your first, whether it's your 10th, doesn't matter. And he can get you a mortgage no matter what state you are in, uh, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. Call Mario at 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. Whether your credit is great or it's in the dumper, just uh, pick his brain. Just calling him doesn't mean that, oh, I'm, I'm committing sight unseen. Just hear him out. You know, you might have somebody that you've worked with in the past. I just think that Mario's better going to work with you he's going to get you the mortgage that you need the mortgage that you want and he's especially proficient at getting people a mortgage who well their credits in the shitter that does happen mario can help you 231-332-6505 nmls number 3035 I mentioned earlier, my policy shop insurance, insurance broker, agent, Frank, the tank, bus, F-U-S-S. We are getting close to open enrollment on the marketplace, you know, sometimes known as Obamacare. If you're self-employed like I am, that's how you're insured. Every year you have to do this and you hate it. You dread it. It's awful. You're busy. I got a better idea. Reach out to Frank and have him do it all. He's weird because he likes dealing with this. No idea. That's, that's you know how R. Kelly loves kids? Uh, Frank loves insurance. Frank's probably going to be like, can you not uh, uh, equate my love of insurance to like that of R. Kelly and kids? Is it possible to to avoid me when discussing R. Kelly? Sorry. Anyway, uh, buying insurance in the marketplace or uh, if Medicare is in your future or you're getting ready for uh, re-enrollment to Medicare, you know, you're old as hell and you take advantage of that. Or someone in your family does. You need to do this. The, the, have Frank do everything. It, it, it's a waste of your time to have to do it. Well, it's not a waste of your time, but it's, it's a pain in the ass. Have Frank do it. Reach out either through buyinsurancehere.com. That's Frank's website he set up for you. Buyinsurancehere.com. Or call him. Call him or text him. 616 616- 616 Nine one four 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 zero seven zero. I don't know why I struggled with that. It's written down right in front of me. Six one six nine one four four zero seven zero. Call Frank. Frank says he loves forcing insurance into a room against its will. Uh, no, no, that's that's not what I'm saying. See a lot of uh, discussion amongst the uh, the natives here. I don't know what's going on. I'm glad that you're all getting along. I can't really catch up. I will say this: my one kidney has been working overtime. And I have to go R. Kelly onto a girl. (sighs) Much better. Much better. Did you know that my kidney... Well, First of all, I get a checkup every year. And then I get my blood drawn every six months. To determine if things are on the up and up after the kidney donation. And uh, when when they do an exam, what they're doing is testing function and things like that. And I learned that when you give away a kidney like or if you lose one, let's say, uh, it gets injured and has to, the other one compensates. So like immediately after the surgery, my kidney function is cut in half, but over time, the one gets like stronger and more efficient or something it actually grows, gets bigger. And, uh, so that by the time it's all said and done, you've gotten 25% back of the 50% that you lost. <clears throat> I just talked to uh, Jeffrey the other day, the dude I gave the kidney to him. I don't think I've ever met someone who you ever talked to somebody and kind of like the conversation just goes in 99 directions and you really don't have anything to do with it. All you're doing is, uh, is just going, uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's him. He is, uh, he is, if I could draw like a schematic of the conversation, it's kind of like listening to uh, Tony Gates on his morning show. I mean, it's like, wait, what the, what, what, how are you, what's going on here? I have a fundraising update. As you know, with the uh, upcoming Grand Rapids Half Marathon, Mike Ball and myself are racing uh, I did my, uh, run workout yesterday. You know, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not exact. I've indicated to you that I think that, uh, he might kick my ass, but, uh, I don't know now. I mean, uh, I, I know in the, um, Ironman that he did on Sunday, he might really kick my ass even more than before because he basically walked a marathon. He, he swam 2.4 and then he got on the bike for like 110, 112 miles and then he apparently walked a marathon. Uh, maybe he jogged a little but uh, he's his legs are going to be fresh because of his performance of uh, walking that marathon. I didn't realize he was uh like, I think he was like uh, 18 minutes a mile or something like that. I mean, you can do you could crawl and do 18 minutes a mile. Mike and I have raised five hundred and five dollars of our goal of one thousand dollars. We are in the stretch run. We're just a, a couple of two and a half weeks out from the race. What you do is you go to AT cp.org. I'll leave it right here. atcp.org/slash Eric Zane and uh, drop a minimum of twenty five bucks in the bucket. This is well worth it because you can win some serious cash here, and you're helping kids. That's the that's the big benefit. Okay, you you drop twenty five bucks minimum. And then you make your bet, either uh, Mike or me. And then you pick by how much, how much time closest to the correct time of victory. So if you pick uh, Mike Ball 10 minutes and Mike Ball wins by, you know, nine minutes and you're the closest, you win $300. There is, I think, maybe 20 people who have donated at this point. I can tell you exactly. Okay, 80 children. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen people have raised 5 Three will win cash. Right now, you've got pretty good odds. Uh, Aram, who did bet for me, he picked that I would win by a minute 30, writes, all bets should be converted to Mike and then we can reevaluate by how much he will win by now come on I see the tank is in here there is uh, there is Frank call Frank for everything I just talked about just finished your ad 616-914-4070 Frank I heard about John R he says he's not insurable make it happen So uh, the guy who tried to kill Reagan uh, coming up in a couple months will be free to do anything he wants. All right. Remember when this happened, uh, John Hinckley Jr. tried to kill Ronald Reagan. In the summer of 1980, Hinckley read a story about Jodie Foster. The 18-year-old actress was taking a sabbatical from Hollywood to attend Yale University. So Hinckley told his parents that he was going back to college, but at Yale, not Texas Tech. (laughs) And so he makes up a whole elaborate ruse to his parents about how he's gonna go to Yale for a writing class. It doesn't exist. And the whole time he spent stalking foster, he finds out who where she lives. That's like what my son did, Jim, but uh, minus the stalking and the uh and the attempted murder. When yeah, uh, hey, yeah, dad, I'm going to uh school. Uh, I gotta do a, I, I need your help though. Uh if you're driving, uh, he would he went so far, so uh he went he went the extra mile to try to throw me off the trail and I bought it. Hook, line and sinker. Damn it. I don't want to revisit that right now, but my God, one day I will revisit that. Pain in the ass. He's slipping notes under her door. And he's on the phone with her, and he taped these calls. Who is
0: this? Oh no. this this? Who is this? this? John. Hello. Oh no, not you cat. Look, I really can't talk to you, okay? But do, do me a really big favor. You understand why I can't, you know, carry on these conversations with people I don't know. You understand that it's dangerous and it's just not done. It's not fair. And it's rude. Oh, All right? He well, says I'm not dangerous. It's the same thing. Okay. No, so you just don't ever want to talk. No, It's has we'll really see. nice
1: talking to you. Wow. So this lunatic. She was just starting her career. I think she had been in a a few films and she's like one of those, like a child actor and then uh, decides to go, go get an education, good school. And somehow this maniac becomes obsessed with her so twisted and distorted. I'm going to impress her by killing the president. If you've never seen the video of what Hinckley did, it's another example. <laughs> by the way, Jason Schaefer writes, she should have said, I'm into women, so stop calling <laughs> hey, Jesus. The uh the video of Reagan and he like, he like waves, waves of some people. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you see a hand with a pistol. It, it's Hinckley, and it, point blank. Kablamo. I, I think he fires like five or six rounds. He hits this one secret uh, service dude right in the belly. That guy's still around to this day. Uh, he shot, um, I think it was the press secretary, uh, Jim Brady in the head. And then uh, they also he also shot a cop. They immediately bring him down. Everybody pulls out these huge rifles. I, I was uh, where did these come from? And uh, they they tackle him. Reagan gets uh, uh, whisked away in the limousine. Uh, he didn't know he was shot at the time. Uh, initially, they thought it wasn't a big deal, but it actually was. It was a very uh, uh, high risk of, uh, of a problem during the surgery when they were trying to uh, uh, save his life. Then they did. Uh, Hinkley, that's it. You know, end, uh, end of story. Uh, Brady ended up dying like in 2014, and I think they ended up saying that because of that, it was a complication. Years later, obviously from the gunshot wound, I think there was a, a murder charge added to Hinckley. So, all right, here we go. And I, you know, it it really drives me crazy when we take the crazy people that are in the world and we give them the benefit of the doubt. John Hinckley Jr. It has passed the sniff test. As a federal judge yesterday has said that this lunatic who tried to kill Reagan, he did kill Brady and he shot two others all because he wanted to impress some young lesbian is free. he's only 66 years old. All he had to do was act not crazy and he's out of prison. He's been out for some time. Actually, he's been, uh, I think, uh, he's had like court restrictions and things like that. But, uh, this latest thing that the judge said Monday, he says, yep. You're, hey, you want to, you can do whatever you want. You have the freedom to go wherever you want and do whatever you want. That's fucking nuts. First of all, before I get more into that, the idea that um we we were caught that Reagan and his uh and the the Secret Service were caught so flat footed. I mean that if you were to look at the images from when uh uh Hinckley uh shot Reagan, I mean there is everybody is so close to Reagan. There is there's a throng of reporters and just a pile of people. Anybody could have just been right there and that's what happened. The guy there was I was watching a story that how they do it now, um, with it's nearly impossible to get close to a president because first of all, the sheer number of people, and this was actually was something that they did back then for security, but it was really lax. They're like, yeah, whatever. ho hum, uh, no, no big deal. It's not, it's not who would want to kill Reagan? I mean, come on now. What you do is you have the president and there is a perimeter right around eight, 10 people. And they're, not their backs are to the president. They're looking everywhere. You can see them. Then 10 to 15 feet outside of that, there is another perimeter, not as many people, but same thing. These are all the government secret service. Looking for looking at hands, looking at eyes, looking for anybody who has a look a look of um uh, like for example, if you have eighty people surrounding a, a president. And, uh, and, and the Secret Service are looking for people that don't look joyful and trying to see the president. They're looking for somebody who looks like they're on a fucking mission, okay? I know this. You know, I know everything. Uh, but it makes it makes sense, right? They're, they're looking for the telltale signs of, uh, of somebody who's about to shoot the president. Then on the, the, the third ring is local cops who are doing the same thing, trying to keep an eye out for anything that looks weird. They didn't do any of that when Reagan got shot. Because this fucking stooge just wanders up with a piece. Kablamo. Gets off five rounds. It's amazing the president did, didn't get shot right in the face. Uh, this a uh, Secret Service agent still around to this day named Tim McCarthy. In the video, you see him get shot in the belly. And he's like, he tries to dodge the bullet and actually hits him right in the stomach. In fact, I'm going to pull this up. Reagan assassination video. We can all watch it together. Let's all watch the president get shot for God's sake. All right. So here's the lunatic. Look at that. Look at that. Look on that face, man. Last time I saw a face like that of a creep. It was when I was doing radio with Kyle you know he's he's the usual signs and symptoms a brooding young guy this is the scene all these cops uh this is somewhere in Washington DC all these dudes in the suits are secret service there's reagan he wa- he's waving to the right to the people across the street there's a guy here the camera now in the lower right of the screen that's where the hand is going to come in and and shoot reagan okay this is Jim Brady right here. This bald guy, he's going to eat a bullet right in the face. Uh, this uh, this dude telling the story about what the fuck happened. Uh, Joseph Petro, retired Secret Service agent. He's describing the scene to the people. I'm buying time. All right. This is Tim McCarthy right here. He gets shot. Brady gets shot. Reagan gets shot. At this point, the shots are ringing out. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? Holy shit. McCarthy gets shot right uh, there. He just took the bullet. He just took the bullet. Reagan's already shot too. He got shot back here. These uh, Secret Service guys are pushing the president into the car. McCarthy actually got in front of the bullet unknowingly. I mean, as years went on, he's like, "Yeah, I dove in front of the bullet," but he didn't know that. He was just happen to be standing there. He he gets shot. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Look at he leaps. He leaps in the air. Okay. Ouch! You see him actually right there. Got shot right in the belly. Not good. And then the Gippers limo take. Look at this limousine. What the hell's up with this spoiler on the back of it and this these handlebars here. I guess that's to hang on to the car, you know? And then, you know, the big pile on. They get on top of this lunatic this guy's got an Uzi out. Look at the look at the mustache and the haircut on this guy. That's the 1980s, man. That guy's probably only 27 years old, but he looks like he's 65. McCarthy, there's Brady's like, oh fuck. They actually reported that he was dead. This is the cop he got shot too. Like, oh fuck, what a terrible day this is. They all thought Brady was dead, but he was not. That's him laying there with his brain spilling out onto the freaking sidewalk. Some of you are like, I never, I never knew this. I never saw this. Here's a dude with Uzi, and uh, you, you never really see uh, Hinkley. You just see a lot of like the uh, mayhem and the pileup afterwards. So you know, if uh, if you're the judge, you watch this before you decide whether or not this maniac is going to be set free. You pay attention to this shit. No. Man. Nap. Uh, Adam says, wear a ball cap, smile occasionally, don't stare. Odd lessons for sociopaths. Dirk says, the Secret Service was looking at people like you were looking at that chick in the gym. Jason says, nowadays, Hinckley could just trans and then Foster would be interested. Yeah, that's a horrible joke. Uh, Chris says maybe he'll go after Biden now, trying to impress her again. That's exactly what I'm saying. I I wouldn't be convinced for a second that this guy is healed. Come on. If he uh if he uh was able to get in front of Biden with a pistol, Biden would go hello. Oh my God! He tried to stick his finger in the barrel of the gun. Ooh, peekaboo. So the fact that, uh, he now is, uh, this is ridiculous. Um, let's see more about Hinckley. U S district judge Paul Friedman in Washington said during a 90 minute court hearing that he'll issue his ruling on the plan this week. Most think that, uh, he'll be allowed to do what he wants. He's, uh, He's in Williamsburg, Virginia. He's been uh, living with his mom, I believe, since 2016. He takes uh, the, uh, let's see, court-imposed restrictions have required doctors and therapists to oversee his psychiatric medication and therapy. Therapy. hinckley has been barred from having a gun, and he cannot contact Ronald Reagan's kids, other victims, or their families, and Jody Foster. Um, he's just, according to the judge, he's displayed no symptoms of active mental illness, no violent behavior and no interest in weapons since 1983. Well, yeah. I mean, if I wanted to get out of prison, I would just uh, lay low. That's what you do. If he hadn't tried to kill the president, he would have been unconditionally released a long, long, long time ago, said the judge, but everybody's comfortable now after all of the studies. All, look, if I want to go kill people, And I'm not allowed to kill people. And I figure that if I can kill more people by acting like I don't want to kill people, I'm going to act like I don't want to kill people until I can kill people. This is not hard. You don't let these psychopaths out. In fact, you pay off another prisoner to kill them. The plan is to release this lunatic from all court supervision in June. If he's smart enough to be able to get in front of Jody Foster, if he's smart enough to kill the, to come close to killing the president and do all this shit, I think he's smart and conniving enough to be able to be in a position where he can do that again. Stone cold lead pipe lock of the week. Hinkley will try to kill the president. You heard it right here on September 28th, 2021. The guy's got a lot of fuel in his tank. It's a hair on my face. That's what I'm doing right now. It's like blocking my vision, freaking me out. That's as likely to happen as, uh, as the lions are going to lose all their games this year. The U S government had previously opposed ending restrictions, but it recently retained an independent expert to examine Hinkley and took a different position Monday with attorneys saying they would agree to unconditional release if Hankley follows the rules and shows mental stability for the next nine months. So nine months he lays low and then he's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. He recently moved out of his mom's house, which sits along a golf course in a gated community in Williamsburg. She had died in July. Attorneys did not say where he lives. Mr. Hinckley does have a history of turning inward and toward isolation. Yeah, I'd say so. Another concern is the impending retirement of one of Hinckley's therapists and the looming end to a therapy group, which has provided much support and in social interaction. Weston said Hinckley will likely face challenges finding a similar group in the future. Yeah, hey, uh, anybody want to take uh, the guy who tried to kill the president into the support group? Anybody want to bring I mean, I tell you what, that would be that would be weird. Hey, we got a new member today. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hey, I'm John Hinckley Jr. I tried to murder the president to impress Jody Foster. Hi, John. Well, that would be a fun group. I tell you what, the uh the attendance would be high in that one, seeing this maniac. Cause you know, they'd all be getting pictures with them and, and chicks are giving him hand jobs and shit like that. Just so that they can, they can uh, have a, have some type of famous interaction with them, get a picture of it. And then that's going to, that's going to cause his brain to go kablooey once again. And then the next thing you know, he's going to try to kill Biden. All we have to do is wait a few months and see Weston said, and we'll have actual hard data. He's lying. Come on. That's all you need to do. If you, if you are a bloodthirsty, maniacal lunatic and you are locked up, all you have to do is lay low for a few decades and they'll go, ah, he's fine. He's fine. The Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute said in a statement that it was saddened by the court's plan. Yeah, don't, don't Victor. Aren't they allowed to say anything in this? I mean, how do you think Ronald Reagan's kids felt when uh, when their dad was nearly assassinated on live TV? They say they still think John Hinckley Jr. is a threat. He was 25 when he tried to kill Reagan. Uh, Brady was paralyzed in the deal after he got shot in the face. This is stupid. Yeah, I, I I think we need to get past the uh, only in America can you try to kill the president, and then a judge takes a look at it and goes, "Yep, I think I think he's gonna have some good productive years at the end of this." I think I think the society needs John Hinckley Jr. Man, keep an eye on that guy. Holy shit! I'm guessing they will, you know. But can you imagine if uh, if they like, well, we. We can't, we can't invade his privacy. And then he finds out that, that they are. And then he like sues the U S government and, uh, it makes millions of dollars. Uh, leave it to Dirk with a shit comment of the day. Uh, Kamala may be behind his release. She only locks up and keeps black guys in jail. You are a horrible human being. I want you to know that. You are a disgusting animal. And you're going to win a Herman Cain Award, too. So we'll only have to wait so long. COVID Tom writes, we have a behavioral health patient that killed his grandfather three years ago. He was not guilty. He was go was going not guilty by reason of insanity. Now he's in the community working as a delivery. I guess I think it's supposed to be as a delivery driver. What the hell? Derek writes, do you not know Kamala's history with locking up black guys? The only history I know is my anxiety from reading your shit. That's all I need to be concerned with. That. Shut up. I have no patience for you. And you're shit. All right. Full House Comedy invites you this week to check out Logan Gunselman. I feel like I have to say every time Logan Gunselman is a lady with a dude name. It has to be the first lady in the history of anything to be named Logan. And she's not like becoming a dude or anything like, well, I don't know. Maybe she is. Uh, she doesn't look dude in any way. Logan Gunselman will be appearing in Howard City, Michigan at Howard City Lanes tomorrow. Go see her, eat the food, and drink the booze. Maybe bowl a few frames. It'll be a nice Wednesday night out. September 30th, you can catch her at the Ambrosia Theater. I have no idea where that is. October 1st, she's at Rockford Lanes. Go to FullHouseComedy.com if you want to see her perform. FullHouseComedy.com, also this week. Double-dipping. Triple dipping apps, uh, actually, with um, Mick Foley at the Pyramid Scheme on, um, let's see, September 30th. That would be Thursday. And then I think it's, uh, yeah, Saturday. We have at uh, Back Alley Comedy Club. Emma Willman. Oh, this is just, Don lists these weird. Emma Willman is with Logan Gunselman. Anyway, all these shows are at FullHouseComedy.com. Rent a Dumpster from Dumpster Divers. Thank you to them for being on board with the show. Kyle from uh, Dumpster Divers. Bringing us his weekly segment Thursday, Let's Kill. 616-375-9962. That's 616-375-9962. Call or text Dumpster Divers. To get a dumpster today. If you are in West Michigan, that's who you need to call. Their dumpsters are cheaper, their dumpsters are better, their service is better, and you will be happier. You won't pay as much, and you're supporting a sponsor. If you ever need to uh, purge the house, or if you've got some demolition, or you're uh, cleaning things up, call upon Dumpster Divers. You can also find them online at uh, dumpsterdiversllc.com So I uh, I saw this story that uh, one of the stars of the uh, Harry Potter films was uh, uh watching the Ryder Cup golf tournament which I guess happened in Wisconsin and uh there was like some Pro Am event going on with the Ryder Cup. I don't I don't give a shit about golf, so I don't know. All I know is that I saw that uh one of the stars from the Harry Potter films was like uh doing his thing and uh like, like on the green, and the next thing you know, he's he's laying on his back and he's passed out, and they have to, oh my god, he's he's gonna die. And they 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 bring the cart, they they pick up, they pick him up, they put him on there, they think he's gonna die, and they take him off and uh and it's, uh, some guy by the name of Tom Felton. And I'm like, who the fuck is Tom Felton? And then, so I look at the picture and, uh, I'm showing you this dude is 34 years old now. So he played one of the child stars of the Harry Potter movie. And I'm like, I don't recognize that guy. And then it, uh, I read into it. That's fucking Malfoy. Now you need to know. I hate this guy. I mean, like, I, I hate Tom Felton because of Malfoy. Um, Draco Malfoy, in the history of film, in my opinion, is the most hated character that has ever been ever in any film. Um, He even is more hated than Joffrey from uh, Game of Thrones. I... I'm telling you, I, um, I'm glad that people thought he was going to die at the Ryder cup because of how much I hate his character. I know it sounds stupid, but he did such a good job as a child actor playing Draco Malfoy that I could never not hate this guy in real life because of how fucking dastardly that character Draco Malfoy was. I mean, there was some scenes, uh, when, when 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 Ron gave him the business or uh what's the name of that fat ass guy that everybody bullied? In uh Harry Potter. That tubby shit. Uh he lived with his grandma. What the fuck was his name? God, I hated this guy. And when Harry gave him the business, oh Jesus. Seriously. Tyler um Tyler writes uh, Nigel, that was that fat little bastard. Not Nigel, Neville. Neville Longbottom, dumbass. Nigel. Nigel's in fucking uh spinal tap. Nigel. Uh and Nap says, wait, no way, Draco is beloved. He is not beloved, you sick fuck. Are you serious? Tyler says, Joffrey is way worse than Draco. You're crazy. Bullshit. Well, I'll tell you what. At least the conversation can be made as to which one is worse. But Draco was such a vindictive little prick. I hated that guy, and I hated his dad, too. And then the dad played in another movie. I they, they did such a good job that if, if anything happened to them in real life, like if they got in a car wreck, I'm like, yes, this is, this is great news. I'm so happy that these people are hurt. Their death will be celebrated. Terry's a sick bastard. He says, I rooted for him in all those movies. Yeah, you're an asshole. You're worse than John Inkley Jr. Adam says, did you finish those books? Of course I finished those books. I read them twice to my kids. Three times. COVID Tom's an animal. He says, I haven't watched Harry Potter or Game of Thrones. What the fuck? Bellatrix was to be hated. Yeah, but she was hot. I wanted to slam, Bellatrix. Holy shit! Well, anyway, I did not recognize this guy. I'm like, who is this? He's blonde. Is that Draco? No, there's no way, right? Uh, Sam writes, Zane is the asshole expert. Shut up, Tarantula Farmer says, who reads those books? You must have way too much time on your hands. Well, no, I, I can't read them now when I was younger and I had a job in which all I had to do was go there. Okay, back then, I worked four hours a day. I'd get to work at 5.59. Here's how it went. Get up at 5.30, get coffee, drive to work. Get there, rip hot wings a new asshole for telling us boring stories. 10.01, go home. Then I have the rest of the day to do whatever the fuck I want. So no, I don't have time now. But back, but back then I did. It was great. Well, this dumbass—I don't know what the fuck happened to him. I—I'm I'm guessing he's on some type of hard drugs. Uh, Felton uh, passed out. On the 18th hole while competing at the uh, European Celebrity Team with the European Celebrity Team. I can't even read. European Celebrity Team at the Ryder Cup. Who goes to this? Why do you people like this shit? Golf sucks dick. There are so many sports that you people like that are just horrible. Now, I mean, not to say that if, I mean, if it's the only story going on and something big happens, I won't pay attention, Uh, but no. Golf, soccer, terrible, terrible games. Golf and soccer make baseball look exciting. Uh, organizers called it a medical incident for which he was treated at a local hospital. I would, I would have made my day if somebody ran up, grabbed that, uh, putter from his hand and just buried it right in his mouth. He had to have been drunk. Uh, now he is, uh, he takes to Instagram to tell the world that, Hey, I'm good. I'm good. So this is, uh, this is Malfoy, uh, talking. And playing guitar.
0: Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Just wanted to say a huge thank you um, for all the lovely well wishes as of recent. Um, Fuck you. Yeah, bit of a scary episode, really.
1: Good. <laughs> but uh, on the mend. Um, too bad. been looking, taking really good care of me. So thank you very much for Eat anyone shit.
0: that has sent messages of Get Well Soon. Um, because I am on the mend. That's officially. too bad. And in case you were worrying... Don't you worry,
1: cause Tom will be doing fine He's singing a song to tell you that he's doing okay, this guy's crazy so don't you worry, Tom will
0: be doing fine Shut la, da, up La-da-da, la-da-da da, Alright, I've got to go now, but thank you so much, all your help uh, I'm on the road to recovery <laughs> So uh, thanks for everyone that's helped me out And
1: uh, time to go watch some Ryder Cup action Shut up Love you Fuck off, Malfoy. Yeah, there was an echo there. Sorry about that. Can't help that one. I couldn't mute the freaking... Jason says, I hate him because he can do bar chords and I can't. Damn it. It would have made my day if somebody uh, walked in, grabbed that guitar, just... Bashed him over the face with it. Probably a nice guy. Stumbled upon this. I see John texted me. It's Neville Longbottom, he says. John, the fat Dave Grohl. John's one of these idiots. Who um, who writes things like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm vaccinated, but um, I think that uh, it should be that if you don't want to get it, you shouldn't have to, and it's uh, it's all about choice. He's one of those jackasses, so he's an anti vaxxer too. Just for the record, you are an anti vaxxer Yeah, it's all about freedom of choice, Zane. No, it's not. You stupid asshole. You're going to, it would be something somebody, you know, is going to win a Herman Cain award. And then, you are like, wow, I sure wish they would have gotten vaccinated. Yeah. So when, let me ask you something, when you have a heart attack because, uh, you had, you know, eight pounds of sausage for breakfast and your clogged heart just said, help me. And then, uh, and then we have to take your, your fat ass to the hospital and they go, Ooh, sorry, John, Uh, We've got a bunch of anti-vaxxers that are in the ICU. So, uh, yeah, and they all said that they didn't want to get the vaccine because you told them that it's their choice. You're going to be singing a different tune, you fat idiot. the fuck is wrong with you? My God. It's commentary like that. That brings to the show Reddit user Tonto Kowalski sixty-nine. I do have a subreddit. It's sparsely populated. Uh it is uh the Eric Zane Show. So Reddit.com slash R slash the Eric Zane show all one word used to have thousands on the last one, but that became a place where people just said terrible things about me. So that was shut down. And uh, I didn't even moderate that one. Someone else did. And he said, Hey, I'm going to shut this down because uh, there's a lot of people on here who just hate you. And uh, so I'm going to shut it down. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. So I made my own. And it's, you know, I don't have to worry about that now. Not a lot of people post to my subreddit. It is a, uh, I mean, well, once a once a month maybe. So I very I very rarely go to it. But this person wrote started their own thread on my subreddit. Tonto Kowalski sixty nine wrote, new fan. I've just become a new fan. After growing disappointed, you know, uh, this day and age, I'll take any opportunity to uh, throw a uh, fire a shot across the bow of Free Bear and Hot wings That is is my new goal in life. Um, This person wrote, After growing disappointment with FBHW, I decided to give this podcast a listen. So this person did not listen to me? That's interesting. Uh, I it takes me about two days to get through one show during my 20 minute commute, but I think I'm hooked. It's exactly the type of thing I'm in the mood for before and after work. I'd rather discussion rants about relatable things over the same stories about what books or documentaries so-and-so consumed any day. This person added, and the person who added is Sticks Swim Champ. Uh, I'm sort of in the same boat with FBHW being disappointing. I do like having the variety of both shows, though. So I started mixing it up more between the two on my morning drive, and I'm fairly content with it. Tonto says I'd still listen to them, but I just don't have the time anymore. Well, that's good taking someone from them for me is, uh, is fantastic. So I of course weighed in because, uh, I, I don't like just, uh, not acknowledging these people. Thank you. I appreciate it. Please help spread the word. I'm curious how Tonto Kowalski found the show. Was it from them talking about, well, they don't talk about it. So I'm curious as to how that person, uh, I think this person's in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, area maybe has driven on the very expensive Pennsylvania turnpike. <clears throat> See, it all works out. I'm contributing to your good roads. If that is where you live in uh, Pennsylvania, I do need to point out this as I'm getting near to the end of the show. Um, that, um, I still go and listen from time to time to what they do on that show and uh, I I listen with a uh, kind of like when I do it it's like what is going on here I need to find out where their brains are it's not that I'm entertained in any way because I'm not and I usually marvel at the lengths that that show goes to to be bland and uninter and un- uh, excuse me uninteresting and um yes that is said with uh, malice aforethought. Um uh, but you need to also uh I I to try to consume this that it's still boring. Occasionally they will get into a point where Joe will actually say something funny. Joe does have the comedic chops to be funny, okay? Uh not on his own in any way shape or form he couldn't talk his way out of a wet paper bag. And God forbid If you let him tell a story, don't do that. He's horrible at it. He's funny with his wit. It's fast. It's timely. It's devastating. Uh, The rest, useless. Every single one of that, uh, every single member of that show, horrible. So when I read what happens on the show, they have a little thing. It's like their, their show notes. It's nearly the same thing every day. And you know damn well they're not going to talk about anything that's actually going on in the world. It's going to be all these stupid polls and uh, and, and and giving people that don't exist advice that it's every single day of the show. No, no real conflict amongst them. They all get along. They're all super friendly. They all love each other. It has become what's known as the Ace and TJ Show. All right? And Greg always wanted that. And Greg still writes up the plan for the show. None of them have any input as to what is happening on the show. Greg just gets in there at like two in the morning, reads Wise Brothers, uh, the complete sheet, and uh, talks about the same things that every other radio station in America is talking about. This is true. Yesterday, for example. You're going to... This is ridiculous. First thing they did was the around the room, where they basically talk about what's going on in their boring lives. It's always horrible. They do this three or four times a show. Then they replayed the dumber than the show trivia. Then they did listen to this. Tell me if you can figure out what's going on here. Would you be interested in hearing car thief woke up on chicken fingers? That's not descriptive enough. It's terrible. They then talked haunted house and streaming services. Then they did the free and outwings report, which is plain media or uh, audio from wise brothers media. A bunch of crazy NFL highlights, carnival, Basketball secrets. That's it. Michael Jordan's boxers sold. What is the weird souvenir you have, part one? Ooh. What is the weird souvenir you had part two? Ooh. So they're just killing time with bullshit. But what caught my attention was at the end of the show, they actually did a segment. Tips on how to Google better. That's right. Six people, nothing to talk about. Instead, they're going to go with tips on how to Google better. I listened to this segment quite literally. It's you know all right hey we're back from uh, the whatever the uh, uh, break and okay my God now listen here we go guys gather around this is how you have a uh, a better time using Google they're acting like this is something new Google's been around for what seems like sixty years and Greg is actually saying No, uh, hey I don't know if you know this and he, he sounds like a puker I don't even know, you know this. But if you put a quotation around a name that you're trying to find somebody, it's gonna narrow your search. Now, who doesn't know that? And there's it's met with silence. And uh, and they and they and the only thing that they're adding to and there there's literally nowhere to go from this from this content. Hey, that's right, yeah. That's some success. quotations around the name, and uh, and they go, yeah, wow cool. Now the difference is because back in the day, if I were there, I would have said, yeah, Hey, stupid. Everybody knows that. And then that would have been the end of the bit. And it would have been hilarious. And then we would have beat the shit out of Greg for 10 minutes. It would have been a highlight. It would have been awesome. We'd have replayed it the next day. Cause it was so good, but no, this fucking moron then goes on to give us the next edge. Hey, you put a semi it after what you're searching for is, Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. And this thing went nowhere. It was a nosedive like you wouldn't believe of epic proportions. And that is what constitutes content on a radio show heard in 50 teeny tiny towns that pay for the show on barter every single month. My God, that was horrible. So embarrassing. Go back and listen to it and listen. You can actually hear the crickets in your head. Holy shit! Terrible. Uh, I want you to contribute to the show with content. Uh, not like that. Please don't send me any shit. Uh, uh, send it along, Eric at ericzainshow I may li- I may talk about it. I may not. Don't be discouraged if I don't talk about it. Keep sending it, even Dirk with your stupid uh uh, uh fucking PubMed articles. That, hey, this is from the government. This is what I get from Dirk on a regular basis. I have the truth. This has just been proven that ivermectin is 100% effective against anyone who has COVID. This was from the government's own websta- uh, website. The National Institute of Health has just sent this through PubMed. That's not legit. You realize that? You realize that's a PubMed article. No, it's true. <coughs> terrible. Stop it. No, you can send all that. I just laugh at that. Send me an article, anything at all you want to talk about. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. I'll probably mock you, but uh, send it along. Uh, My friends at JM Synthetics remind you that if you need any type of lubrication for your vehicle, for your vehicle, holy shit, for your vehicle, reach out to them. Go to jmsynthetics.com. You can tell where I'm approaching the two hour mark. JMSynthetics.com, figure out what you want to buy, and then call Mays 616-747-0233. The uh fuel additive, uh, John, who is an anti vaxxer, COVID John, not COVID John, uh uh fucking fat Dave Grohl, he swears by the fuel additive. It says it gave him an extra mile per gallon. So the fuel additive is something you want. I need to put that into the RV. JM Synthetics for all of your AMS oil products. My HVAC specialist is Joe Martinez, A&E, Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Get the furnace checked up immediately. Twice a year you see Joe Martinez. Now is the time to get working on the furnace, $79. Bucks. Uh, either Joe, David, or Jason will be at your house. Did you know that Joe, when he started advertising on the Eric Ancho podcast, only had one vehicle, and it was just him doing the work. Now he has three people working for him and three vehicles. Thank you for making A and E Heating and Cooling so successful. To you, audience members. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the show, 616 six one six two hundred eighty five fifty for Blue Frost IT. Any tech issues, what you at whatsoever in West Michigan? This is who you call. Could be for your home computer. Uh, done of the days when you got take out your shit to Best Buy and have those clowns look at it and sh- screw you right in the butthole, right at the countertop, at, uh, right there on the counter at Best Buy. They're going to screw you right in the butt. Don't do that. Have uh, Alan screw you in the butt at your house. The managed IT service provider for this show, he also does project work. If you're uh, upgrading your equipment at your business, call upon Blue Frost IT 616 616- 28550. And last but not least, my friends over at Prince Arming want to make sure that you have everything you need to get your CPL. That's right. Princearming.com. Get your license to carry your pistol concealed in Michigan. If you live in West Michigan, that's where the classes are held. So obviously you're in that area, this is where you're going to want to be. Uh but yeah, the classes are constantly being added. Uh go to princearming.com for more information. Now, to me, I had um, I had the Pennsylvania Turnpike down as the asshole of the day. But I think that, um, you know, whatever, that's what it costs to maintain the road. I get that. So I'm going to actually take them off because there's a lot more worthy recipients of, um, of the asshole of the day. Of course, the judge that is freeing John Hinckley Jr. John Hinckley Jr. could be the asshole of the day. R. Kelly, asshole of the day. But fuck that, it's Malfoy. Malfoy is the asshole of the day because he did not die on the 18th green. No, you're all wrong. Not R. Kelly, uh, uh, not not the judge. No. Malfoy is the asshole of the day. Some of you may think differently, though. I see there is a conversation going on between Sam and Dirk. These two anti-vaxxers are together having a discussion about your old pal Eric. Uh, Sam says Zane is the only person I've ever seen get fired for doing what they had him there to do. He's, uh, he writes, he's stupid, Dirk. He can only listen and convey what the TV tells him. That's why he thinks I'm an idiot. That is nonsense. You guys think you know me, but you don't, you don't know shit, Sam, you fucking moron. You and Dirk can hang out together. Screw you guys. You know I'm right. Bunch of anti-vax jackasses here, but I love you. That's the difference between you and me. I still love you, though you're 100% wrong. I'm just looking out for you. I just don't want you to win uh, a, a coveted uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, Herman Kane award. So that's all where that comes from. Okay. Also, screw the people who helped Malfoy on the 18th green. They're also assholes of the day. Thanks again, folks. I appreciate you. By the way, COVID Tom. COVID Tom sent me uh, a note on Sunday and said, hey, the guy that sounds like he was back on the radio. Yeah, I don't know if you missed it, Tom, but uh, I already admitted that that is me on the radio. I don't know if you if you caught that or not. I, I actually came came clean about it. Jerk finishing blow says asshole the day the old creeper lying about staring at women that are working out yeah bullshit you're an animal you're a sick disgusting fool i am so pissed off at you people right now all right have a good one folks talk to you next time bye-bye